Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 16th of January, 2014, halfway through the first month of the year. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. It's a normal week. We're both in our offices. Uh, neither of us are gallivanting around Whistler. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm so <laughs> jealous of you, man. I, got to, I am so jealous. You get to go off to Whistler. There's, there, there's nothing remotely comparable near me. No, well, I, except uh, I would also say you've had more snow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous of you. I can't tell you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, obviously I can't complain. And there was some great skiing, uh, you know, and that, that sort of stuff. Nice to get out. And, um, you know, it's, our industry is great for that because I still managed to put in, and I use time tracking, so I still managed to put in 36 hours of work, <laughs> but managed to get skiing done and, and all of that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. I love our industry for that, that we can just pick up, go somewhere else, keep up on everything, get our work done and, uh, and enjoy what, uh, what other places have to offer. <laughs> oh, there, there you go, folks. That just proves it. You can have it all. You can be in a winter paradise, the, the place that the, uh, 2012 winter Olympics were held and still get 36 hours of work in. Yep. Well done, dude. <laughs> Okay, what have we got this week? We got, I mean, the the big one this week. Well, we'll talk about this in a few minutes. The big one this week has to be the uh, ruling that seems to have disempowered the FCC's hold over net neutrality. There's also Google purchasing into the uh, the the company Nest, Google's first major foray into the quote unquote web of things. But before, before we get into any of that, uh, my partner Alan, Alan Connect, uh, sent me a um, Facebook social advertising demographics and statistics chart. I don't know if you had a chance to see this, uh, Dave. It was published in iStrategy Labs uh, this morning. And um, wow, if you're, uh, if you. If, I'll tell you, if you're a teenage boy looking to meet girls on Facebook, SOL, buddy. <laughs> By the way, if you're a middle-aged man looking to meet teenage girls on Facebook, shame on you. But if you're a teenage boy looking to meet girls on uh, teenage girls on Facebook, you're SOL. There's incredible drop-off of young persons aged 13 to 17 or 18 to 24 on Facebook, the 13 to 17 group dropped by over 25.3%. 
wow, over the last couple of years. It's, uh, well, it's, it's a virtual exodus. Um, another, another stat that they put out, high school from 2011 to today, a decline of 58.9% in high school students and 59.1% in college students. So it looks like Facebook truly is trending older. Because even though we've seen these declines in 13 to 17 year olds, 18 to 24 year olds, high school students and college students, Facebook is still growing at a rate of, say, almost 30% among U.S. males and almost 20% among U.S. females. But if young people ain't there, guess who that leaves? <laughs> it leaves their parents. Um... It, it does, and it, this is indicated in, the, in three distinct interests that are being mapped in this, in this study. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> I don't make this up. I'm, I'm reading it off my screen, I swear to you. We can tell that uh, there's a trending older demographic because interest in sex is up 230.4%. Well, interest in drugs is down 71.8%. But the true stat, Dave, the one you just can't argue with, is interest <laughs> in rock and roll music is up. Mm. 5,852.4% and I'm telling you, you just can't argue with those numbers <laughs> um, you know what, to me this, this all makes a lot, of, a lot of sense, I'm sure to you too um, and, and to me it, it's not even just the issue and I mean I've got two teen boys um, and to me it's not just an issue of gee, here's a big surprise your kids don't want to be where you are <laughs> I mean, there, there's going to be a big revelation for, for some people, but um, I think this is also an issue of Facebook came out. I'm sure you remember, like, I remember when I couldn't get Facebook and I was anxious to try this thing that I had heard about that was only available in some schools, but I knew it was coming. Like, it was an interesting, interesting thing, and I was, I was looking forward to, to getting in there. There was all that hype around, around it at that point. Fair enough. It launched. A bunch of nerds came in, but it became popular because we nerds made our parents use it and our friends use it, and then and then it became popular. Well, that's great. It was popular then, but now we've all aged. So I don't know if it's that so much a, an issue of necessarily a, just an issue of a changing demographic, but no, all the people that were stoked about Facebook and were there when it launched and this and that. We've all just aged, but there's new crap, and that appeals to the younger generation, right? There, there's new stuff. Mm -hmm. They're going to different places, not because of, of some, you know, big shift, just a, this is what happens to brands on the Internet. <laughs> like, they're no longer the new big thing. Um, and now there's, there's other places that people go, and, and you know, I know for, from experience, my kids go to different places than, than I, I mean, you know, I would have when I was a kid, too, and I don't ask them about all of them. But, um, you know, they're going to different places to chat, in part, I think, because they're far more sophisticated than we were when we were entering in, right? And, and there's far more resources available to them. They go in and go, well, I want to chat about Xbox. So they don't go to Facebook and try and find somebody to chat about it. They go, they know where to go for cheats. So like they they go in on specific points and are members in different areas rather than hoping as we do on Facebook. This is my one stop shop. Um, I mean, you know, we may be exceptions, and and all of our listeners are too. I'm sure, but think more of you know 
my dad, right? Or something like that, where it's like, no, people who are not technophiles. Um, you know, where do they go? They don't tend to, to pinpoint as much. And I think that's the entire younger generation is just like that. And, I, you know, in part, their attention span's short. They don't want to weed through crap. <laughs> they don't want to read about, you know, whatever you happened to do last night. I'm here to find out about this because I got, you know, a 10-second attention span and I want to find out about that. Well, I'll tell uh, you, if, if, if I'm, I'm 45 years old. If I publish what I did last night on Facebook, then I can't imagine anybody would be interested I uh, folded <laughs> laundry and watched Netflix. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I I can't say my night was 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 significantly more exciting, and I've become mildly addicted to raising hope on Netflix. So there we are. <laughs> well, you know what? If you're mildly addicted to raising hope or anything on Netflix, I might have some bad news for you. But we're going to get to that in our in our next segment. Um, one last point on this on this Facebook um, this, these Facebook numbers I'm looking at. You said that you're, you're, you use your father as an example. I'm assuming he's in the 55 plus demographic. Uh, just yeah, he's in his late 50s. 80.4 percent growth over the last three years in that group on Facebook. And doesn't that make sense? Um, and I'm guessing with that aging demographic, when they're referring to interests and drugs being down, they're they're not referring to uh, pharmaceuticals treating, you know, things. Well, <laughs> and and uh, the searches for those, they're referring more to the illicit. Uh, the illicit drugs, yes. Yeah. Um, the stuff that we don't talk about for fear of giggling hideously <laughs> or revealing something we don't want the listeners to know. <laughs> Um, they are, yeah, they're, they, they may well be, well, I haven't seen a lot of Viagra spam on, uh, Facebook. If, um, anybody wants to, you know, generate some or, uh, you know, has, has a good Cialis, um, affiliate account, give me a call. I got some tips for you. <laughs> and besides which, we all know that pharmaceutical needs to, to, Control erectile dysfunction are so passe under the new under American Medicaid. It's all about the penis pumps. That's what I understand. It's all about the pumps. <laughs> what a country! I'm, I'm, I love America. I am so glad to be on this side of the border where our penis pumps are free. We pay our taxes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, good, good kind of segue. You know, what, I'm going to take us off on a slight tangent because we're talking health. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be moving away from penis pumps. However, okay. um, but, but Google got themselves in trouble up here uh, north of the 49th. Indeed, um, and, and we're dealing with privacy. Um, and and so this is over at the at the Financial Post for for people who want to want to read the story. Um, gentleman got found. He had sleep apnea. He was running some searches on on sleep apnea. You know, not this is not what I would consider to be a, an area for me personally where I'd go. Oh, I really hope people don't know about this, right? It's not one of those ailments um, that you you know you necessarily put in your in your highly secure, which is why he you know is talking about it. Um, and then found he searched on Google for it. Then he found that Google was starting to feed him ads related to this. Uh, this is this is what Google does, right? They're they're the machine. Well, um, they're not allowed to do that. In, in the area of health. 
Um, so this is something where all of those north of the 49th, um, the problem that we have um, is that, you know what, like, like we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, right after, after the next break, uh, we did a very, very poor job of actually specifying what actually counts and what doesn't in this box, and I think it is important, very similar to uh, the FCC, not clearly defining their box properly. Um, in in um, what they were doing in their in their battle uh, for network neutrality, um, so it ended up being this fuzzy gray area. The um, basically, it's being found that Google didn't actually violate anything to this point, other than the spirit of the law. But there wasn't any sort of violation. We can all understand why it was it was a little gray. Um, let, me, on let, let me get this straight for our American audience, because they, they mightn't understand the power of the, the privacy commissioner in, in Canada or in the EU. A fellow has sleep apnea. He has a mm-hmm. hard time breathing while he sleeps. Yep. He does a search for apnea cures on yep. Google and is disturbed that AdWords, likely lead to apnea cures, appear on the right-hand side of his search results. I, I, is that correct? Um, his big problem was it was starting to show up later. Um, like we can all understand how you wouldn't need my personal information to understand to feed me ads based on my query, but it's that as his, because he was logged in, um, as he was being personalized and seeing things later on, they were related to treatments of sleep apnea, despite the fact that he was no longer searching sleep apnea. Now, I guess uh, the, the part that confused me about this story was... You know, and I, I may, maybe it's because I'm a search marketer and I'm just conditioned to understand this. But isn't that how Google works? Uh, yes, yes. But, um, <laughs> but in a lot of countries, the EU specifically is is leading this charge. Um, Canada has a gray area. It's supposed to be part of it, but we haven't defined things well enough. Is in the area of health. You can you can feed the ads based on a query. Like the EU doesn't have a problem with that. We don't. You've clearly described that this is something I'm looking for information on, you know, Google, but Google is not to collect data for use late related to health um, because it is considered a private thing um, where you're not collecting information. And fair enough, it, it should be. I should be able to go forth into the world um, in, in a way, you know, sitting at the privacy of my computer and reasonably view that as sitting down in front of my doctor, i.e. I am looking for something to help me with a very private issue. I shouldn't worry about this being used against me in the future um, because I, I need help here, right? Uh, the, the, regardless of what the is, medical yeah. condition might be. Um, you, ever, you, ever, you ever been in the summertime on a street with somebody who's got sleep apnea? You can, there ain't no, nothing private about that at all. You can hear <laughs> well, and, and that's what makes this one kind of an interesting one is... I don't view this as as kind of the same thing, but it it hallmarks the issue, which is it could be a more sensitive thing, right? This happened to be sleep apnea, um, but it was being brought up as a, this is a violation of the intent of what our privacy commission is for, which is as soon as it's in health, it is meant to be private. And I totally support that. Um, You know, I'm pretty sure even Google would support that. This is in the area of health. It's meant to be private. Does this mean that I will be protected? If, um, say I'm signed in and I'm trying to do research on Obamacare, right? And so, like, you know, uh, a couple hours later, somebody else isn't going to get, like, penis pub like ads, are they? <laughs> 
Probably. Uh, now, what's going to be interesting is what's going to happen, and we're going to be talking about this later in the show with Nest. Well, you're not even going to have to search it. Come on, oh, they're going to know. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? Um, actually, I, I I I I almost wish I hadn't made the joke about the issue because now that you relate it to the coming um, inter- Google's foyer into the Internet of Things, into, you know, the Internet making stuff work in our in our physical things, work in our lives, this actually really is a, a, a pressing issue. It is. Well, and I mean, you know, it's, it's fine. I mean, we all make light of things that, that we should. I mean, it's, and it's fine to do that in specific contexts. But, yeah, I think this is a growing issue. And I mean, you've got to just sort of look at this waiting for a train wreck of sorts where if they're having these problems now and they're trying to put glasses on my face and they're trying to, uh, you know, get into my home and they're building robots. Okay. Now when we have privacy concerns in this area, how do you, what filters do you possibly have? Like, will, will Nest even be allowed in the EU? Cause they're pretty tight on this stuff. Um, you know, those sort of things. And, and these are going to be big, big challenges. But I, I think, you know, we're, I know we're heading to break here in a minute. So um, I, I think this is definitely something for, uh, you know, uh, to chat about a little further when we're covering that story. I, I have to agree. And to save myself from going where I know I'm going to go, I have to go here. Friends, you're listening to Web Culture here on webmasterradio.fm. We're going to be taking a commercial break so that I don't go where I know I'm going to be going. On behalf of uh, Dave Davies from Beatsock SEO, this is Jim Edge from Digital Always Media. It's the 16th of January, 2014. Stick around. We're talking net neutrality when we come back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia, on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. 
We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link-building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Welcome to Market Square, where you'll learn about fundamental human truths and up-to-the-minute trends that shape how and why marketers and people connect. Market Square, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture here on WebmasterRadio.fm, 16th of January, 2014. Dave, I gotta tell you, you gotta be careful having live type conversations on Facebook with some of the listeners. <laughs> Just have no idea what you're gonna say. You think here, but type it away. They like it. Somebody else likes it. Before you know it, everyone's heard it. You didn't even say it. <laughs> okay, before we jump to net neutrality, I got some breaking news for you. This just came across my. Uh, my news feed, it's a story by Karis, from Kara Swisher at Recode.net. Marissa Meyer has made a major move at Yahoo, firing Chief Operating Officer Henrik DeCastro. Um, there's, yeah, Yahoo's been under a lot of, a lot of uh, criticism recently. Um, Yahoo, the revamp of Yahoo Mail, most notably. Drove users out the door angrily. Yep. Well, someone's head is rolled, and that head's that head's name is Henrik De Castro. Okay. I don't have any more information than that. Um, oh, I, my mistake. Um, nope. There is no new COO. They'll appoint one. Moving forward. Okay, all right. All Yahoo watchers, in case you wanted someone's head to roll, there it happened. It rolled. <laughs> I can just hear, I, I, and I'm sure she's listening right now, Christine Schackinger, who, uh, you know, your friend and mine, who absolutely <laughs> loathes the changes at Yahoo Mail, uh, is probably sort of grinning right now, ear to ear, going, uh, okay, well, I'm glad somebody got punished for that disaster. I do hope so. I, well, I, I do hope Christine's Christine's doing If you live near Los Angeles, um, keep an AM radio handy. Keep a battery-operated radio handy. You got this massive forest fire just outside of town, um, and some parts of Los Angeles are actually being evacuated. That's the other breaking news. I have no more information than that. But again, uh, check with the radio stations. Check with Twitter, and be prepared to move quickly okay so we got to get away from facebook they got the swiss cheese guy there and i really don't want to put that it's weird the internet is so weird david it's weird <laughs> but it mightn't be weird for much longer as a matter of fact the internet might become very boring staid corporate and controlled that's my worst fear at any rate um i'm not really sure where you're going to be going with this dave i've you know, I, I know your feelings on net neutrality a few years ago. I know they've been evolving. Yeah. I'm not sure. 
the relevance of anyone's feelings on net neutrality anymore. Well, let me rephrase that. Um, net neutrality may well be dead. Yep. <laughs> In a ruling from the uh, D.C., from an appellate court in uh, in the District of Columbia yesterday, or I'm sorry, earlier this week. Yeah, uh, the, the 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 ruling states that the, the the FCC, the Federal Communications Commission, had has tried to impose what's called common carrier regulations on broadband providers, without officially classing classifying them as utilities. <laughs> Under common carrier uh, that which would fall under the common carrier mandate. As a matter of fact, ten years ago, the FCC went out of their way to to call um, to call telecommunication services um, internet service providers rather than common carriers. So when the FCC tries to lay down rules that say you have to treat all data as you know commonly equal, as it turns out, the major telcos had a strong case to get the FCC's regulations overturned because the FCC had actually ruled itself out of that game over ten years ago. Does that does that does that follow? Does that make sense? That 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 does. Basically, they they made the. They defined uh, the set of services incorrectly um, for their own jurisdiction uh, to work under. So basically, they defined it as something that they didn't have a jurisdiction to rule over. Um, is, is, I think, what you were saying, and it's the cold note to the whole thing. <laughs> Pretty much how it goes down. So recently, Comcast took the FCC to court. Comcast wants the right to charge a premium for priority bandwidth across their network. They take the FCC to court. They lose the case. They appeal it. They win the appeal. The FCC's power over the Internet crumbles. And that happened earlier this week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not pleased about it, just to let you know. <laughs> okay, um... Um, incidentally, my mistake. It was Verizon, not Comcast, that uh, that that took the uh, the FCC to court. Dave, I'm curious. Um, I could go on with my outrage, but I'm more curious about why you're not pleased about it. <laughs> um, well, here, I, you know, you and I have have debated uh, net neutrality a number of times, um, and, and you know, legitimately so. And I think we, you know, we can both have some good points. And I, I think we both know, in truth, you know, we, we polarize when we're on a stage and then, you know, there, there's, there's some, some give and take on, on individual services and stuff like sure. that that we may, we may agree on. Um, but in this case, my, my assertion throughout, right from the, the first time we stood on a stage at Search Engine Strategies, can't remember which year, I don't know, 2010 or something like that, um, and, and debated the issue, um, was that the reason I didn't like the idea of bringing on new uh, net neutrality uh, legislations was based on sort of a quasi-flaw on my end, which only got revealed in the last, like, two weeks, um, which is I liked it under... Uh, and I felt that the current environments, including the FCC, were adequate, that it was their job and that they should be regulating in consumers' 
um, interest to make sure. So allowing for some swing, not making it the black and white, not letting you know government step in again in their uh, you know sort of horrible understanding of the tubes and all that sort of crap that makes the internet work. Um, you know, I didn't want to see whole new sets of legislation around it. I wanted the FCC. Um, you know. It, under their jurisdiction, which they had when I was making these arguments, as far as I knew, I didn't know they had defined themselves out, and let them act in consumer protection, um, you know, and in basically put it under the same regulations as like telcos, where as a business owner, I can pay more and get, you know, and I do get, you know, I get more lines, I get faster stuff, and I pay for that, and that's something, you know, yeah, under those guidelines, I really liked it, I didn't like net neutrality legislation as a new thing. Um, what I didn't see coming, and I, you know, I'm guessing a lot of people didn't, um, is that if we go way back, now what I have, you know, has been launched on me now is, no, now they pulled it out of the FCC's jurisdiction. Well, the FCC pulled it out of their own jurisdiction. <laughs> By pulling um, ass. yeah. And that, that area of things, uh, pardon my French here, frightens the hell out of me. Um, because now there is no jurisdiction <laughs> for it. And now that is, I mean, I did, would not want to see a unregulated um, series of charges going around. I think this this current environment could work very, very dramatically to the detriment of the Internet um, and, 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 to, uh, and to progress. We should remind listeners that, how, how to say this, um, though this is a ruling that happened in an American court, it affects the entire world and the way the worldwide Internet works, given... Well, I mean, you think about how uh, the internet is distributed around a city using nodes, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about that with the whole world, America is the class A node. <laughs> there's, there's no other way to describe it. America is internet central. Yeah. Everything, virtually everything runs through America. Um, imagine having, you know, a super fast highway that goes down to a country lane and then expands to a super, super fast highway again. Or a highway yep. that passes through a town. You've got to go through that town to keep on using the highway. Well, America's that town. And their regulations affect the way the rest of the world's internet works. Oh, exactly. The uh, biggest loser here I see immediately is, um, well, immediately would be Netflix or services like Netflix. I mean, these, mm-hmm. guys, these guys exist on the peripheries as the quasi-cable company. But they need the carriers... They need the big pipes to push what now accounts for approximately one-third of all bandwidth in the United States. <laughs> Netflix. Yep. Netflix is so, so successful and popular that it accounts for about a third of the bandwidth being used in the United States today. I can, I mean, I, honestly, I can see the telcos wanting to muscle in on this, but I don't think it's their right to. Yeah, and here we hit sort of one of the quasi gray areas that I go into and go. Okay, I think there's some. Yeah, I mean now now we can we can we can battle over over little bits. They're of not this. businesses. They're utilities. They just were. They're just <laughs> never called utility. You don't have the internet in this day and age in North America. You are at such a serious competitive disadvantage. Um, I can't imagine not having the internet and not having free access. 
I think in, in cases like this, now this is to me, um, I think using a, a case like um, Netflix, they're not my concern. And, and I viewed that as a, even when we were having our initial discussions, I went, okay, they're, they're a likely candidate to be hindered here. What that's going to end up meaning is that I pay eight ninety nine instead of seven ninety nine, And either way, I'm going to keep on it, right? Like taking them out of the equation um, just for a minute. And, and you bring up some good points there, but that's, okay, I'm okay I'm okay with net neutrality sort of excluding things like that, like this, this, this premise. I mean, going back to our initial arguments, that's that part, as far as I'm concerned, is fine. Um, you know, because they are using up so much bandwidth, hey, should we have to pay a little extra for them? Maybe we should. <laughs> but that as an aside, my bigger concern is, um, and, and it's funny because I'm going to go back on what I said last week, but it's in a slightly different way. Uh, or not a slightly different way, but it's, I guess, you know what, it's with more thought. Um, is smaller companies, there's some really innovative ones, and it's interesting, it was when an audit came to me, or an audit request, and I was looking at it and taking a look at what they were doing, and I'm like, you know what, you people could never have started. Um, because you are such an incredibly high bandwidth if you succeed, but you would never make it to that point. You couldn't afford the hosting to get you there. And I won't get into what they are because that's you know sure, sure. not fair, but um, they would require a lot of bandwidth out of the gate. Um, but, I mean, we're not talking like Netflix here. And under the, the current regime, it would work. Um, but the thing is, they'll never take off if they can't show what they can do on high bandwidth. Now, um, now you know, this fast isn't bandwidth. to say, all of this isn't to say that, you know, you're the client you did this audit for, is necessarily going to be hindered by extra charges. They don't know that. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Yeah. Maybe they'll be able to operate for a couple of months until they start making a real impact, until they start getting noticed, and then the charges will hit them. And that's one of my problems. Um, ah. She will be stifled because you can't plan for this stuff. You know, suddenly my business costs overnight double. <laughs> See, now I've viewed it, and maybe I'm wrong, but one of the, my biggest concerns on the way it has so quickly turned and come out of the FCC regulation is when they start nailing hosting companies, and you know they will, um, where I, and, and you know what, you're in the same boat. We're not c companies that will be dramatically hindered by this. If, if my hosting company uh, you know, charges doubled tomorrow to make sure that I had that access to the faster. I don't have such a robust site that this is going to really hinder me. Uh, and I have revenue enough to go, yep, okay, I'll do that and, and know that I've got a net positive ROI. But with the, some of these other services... Oh, indeed. That's what I was getting I, at. That's yeah, getting and, at. and they couldn't even afford... To, to me, they may not even be able to afford their first month at that. And, and you know what? You brought up a good point. You, you worded it a good way, and it got me thinking. Um, for me, yes, I could. Where you were like, and could you have afforded that back then? Yeah, I'd basically, you know, like when I was bootstrapping it. Yeah, like I look at hosting prices now, and and I was right. Like I'd be basically now paying what I was having to pay back then for hosting to get fast access. <laughs> you could double my hosting bill now, and I'd be paying what I was paying back then. Uh, but when I was when I was looking at this audit, I was like, no, that's they couldn't afford necessarily i mean maybe they could but you know a, a lot of companies couldn't afford that bandwidth if you're doing game design and you need to put up free samples or something they're not a game designer so i list them up but like what if this is you just trying to show 
um, you know, what you can do to try and, you know, win a contest with Google or, or just get your name out there as a, as a, a game designer, you know, brand new games or something. Um, I, I think it could seriously hinder them because of the complete deregulation um, that's inherent in saying the FCC has no jurisdiction. Um, over this. So I, this part, because it, the FCC was pulled out, I didn't want to see net neutrality as a new thing, but to have the FCC pulled out of the equation in, in the way that they have been, that frightens frightens the heck out of me. Okay, and we're going to go to break in a second. Before we do, I just, I just want to make a point that was actually made by Christine Sashinger. She sent me a message uh, via Facebook. All's not lost yet. This decision still can be reversed. There's There's other appeal courts. There's one more appeal court to go to if the FCC wishes to take it there. So consumers got to make noise. It could also be moved to Congress. The FCC could also just choose to go out on a limb and call the call internet service providers common carriers. That too has a that would of course have a host of lead to another host of issues. But there are two petitions. There's an FCC petition at Act act.freepress.net I'm going to have to find it from there, it's a long URL there's also a White House petition at petitions.whitehouse.gov and again, um, you'll have to find it from there, it's a rather long URL um, I'm sure they're both easy to find if you're interested and you're an American voter, please go fill out these petitions um, I'm not sure the legality of foreigners filling out these uh, petitions, but if you're, if you're in America, by all means please go, uh, please go fill them out if you're talking about this on Twitter, use the hashtags, um, hashtag net neutrality or hashtag open internet. Okay, on that, it's, um, well, it's getting close to break time. It's probably got over break time. So uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's the 16th of December, 2014. We're coming back to talk about the Internet of Things and Google after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. 
Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101. On demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave D. That was the weirdest thing, Dave. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you know, I, I wasn't really paying attention. I was, uh, you know, I sort of heard the music for the SEO 101 commercial, and I heard Ross's voice, and I immediately looked over my shoulder. <laughs> Isn't that weird? I haven't, I haven't worked for Ross for like eight, maybe nine, maybe ten years now. And it's, it's Pavlovian, I'm telling you. It's weird. <laughs> Did you have a oh, busted sort of feel, or, or was it more yeah, like I a... Caught yeah, I caught dating again, looking at Facebook or something. <laughs> okay, the, the, we're into our, uh, our last 15 minutes of the show, and this one really interested me. And I think it's actually it's a story that came up late last week. Google purchased its way into a company called Nest. Nest is a company that... Um, allows you to have, you know, a little bit of home automation. You can work your thermostat and, uh, and I imagine other home appliances from your mobile device, from your cell phone, your Android device. Um, Google's bought into this. Now, the term for a company like Nest, or m- many of the companies that were at the, cons- at the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas uh, earlier this week, the, 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 the buzzword, the overarching term is the Internet of Things. Right now we have an Internet of image and text and ideas, but it doesn't really control your fridge or control your car or many of the actual things in our, in our physical environment. And I, mean, I mean, you could see a hundred ways that the Internet could be beneficial from uh, control of traffic lights for better, uh, better traffic flow within a city or uh, within a county to, again, being able to turn your thermostat up 10 minutes before coming home so your house is a little warmer. Yep. You're in Victoria. You guys don't have that problem. but Not so much. (laughs) (laughs) So Google's bought into Nest, and this is Google's first major step into the quote-unquote Internet of Things. And that got my mind wondering, what else could Google be interested in purchasing into, and moreover, why? What's the implications of that? What, what, What do you think? Well, I think this one's a, an interesting one. Now, I like, I guess there's two sides to the story. We can go down either tangent, but I'm going to go down the fun one. <laughs> um, the, the other side, I mean, there's, there's the side of privacy concerns. And you know what? We touched on it a little bit when we were just talking about health, uh, you know, in the, in the first segment of this show. Like, for to have any entity know everything about me, where I am, what I do in the privacy of my own home, um, you know, what my specific patterns are, that's, that's frightening. I mean, you know it, I know it. There's, there's huge concerns here. But then there's the other side of the story. It's freaking cool and way convenient. <laughs> like, if, if I can start to hook up my, 
you know, and, and there's sort of some ways to do it, but this is to a to a new level. Um, if I can have my home integrated into my behavior at, to to a level of understanding me um, and what my patterns are, and learning what my patterns are, and learning what my interests are. Um, I mean, that's you know just. And I walk in, and, you know, it knows that I'm going to want to take a shower. All right, well, it sees me, you know, going off, you know, off I am. I'm heading to the washer. All right, well, we'll start the shower, right? Just getting all of those things set up. Um, I mean, let's be honest. This is cool. This is the stuff we look forward to in science fiction. Um, and this isn't that far a cry um, from from what I, as as a nerd, look to Star Trek and go, oh, what a neat world that is <laughs> um, that that they live in. But then there's that part when you also see this on Star Trek. Sorry, I watched a little Star Trek yesterday. Um, <laughs> where it can be okay, and where is Commander Riker? Okay, to just always know and what he's doing. Right, I don't want to be that person. <laughs> that my location is always I, I understand it is already but you know to to a level that you can't escape from because it's now integrated into my house into my office into the world around me um, you know that part is frightening um, but at the same time and there's so many perks that, that you gotta go am I willing and this is what we all ask am I willing to trade my privacy for the conveniences um, that this will lead to um, and and I think there's a difference here. Will I? Ooh, it's touch and go. There there might be some of them, but hey, I've watched my privacy get eroded to a level that you know you and I were both you know we're old enough to remember the Cold War. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the things they were doing in Russia scared the heck out of us. What the privacy violations that exist in my life every time I pick up my phone are nothing compared. To, <laughs> are like, they they make that look like nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 you get more comfortable with it. But while our generation may hang on to this idea that I'm a unique individual who mm-hmm. deserves some privacy, um, will will my kids? Will so, they? They'll have a very different idea of it at any rate. They will, and it just it won't, be, it won't even be the same thing. Um, and the thing is, I mean, heck, this is why they have a million places. They're sophisticated enough to know their way around loopholes more than we are, right? So, trust me, I know. Uh, you know, as a parent, you need to find out, and you know they've got loopholes. So, You know what this reminds me of in a, in a kind of a weird way? The, you, you know they're, they're, they're gathering a, uh, a number of people to, for the, the mission to Mars. Yeah. You know the big problem with that mission? Uh, they Once don't you get have on a way home. That rocket, you ain't coming back. <laughs> no, it's a one-way trip, and that's the same thing with allowing the major technology and big data companies such access into our private lives. Once you get on that rocket, you ain't coming back. It doesn't turn around. You can't have them erase all that information. It's not going away, and it becomes more and more and more a part of your life until five or six years from now I'll be bringing some date home you know, thinking my 50 year old self is going to get lucky, we'll walk in the house and Hungry Like the Wolf by Duran Duran will play (laughs) 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 I mean, buzzkill, huh? And obviously you just need to condition your devices a little more to understand if you detect another heartbeat with me maybe not the right selection of music <laughs> switch to music soundtrack B. <laughs> <laughs> the one that 
Um, you know what? You're you're right. And I mean, just to, to see evidence of exactly what you're talking about, interesting, we just have to go back to our last segment. Um, and you look at how quickly, as soon as this ruling came down, um, the likes of AT&T uh, jumped yes. right, and started jumping at it. Now, my initial instinct when that happened was to go, come on. Right? Like when, when my parents say, allowed me an extra hour um, on my curfew, night one, I didn't stay out another 15 minutes on top of that, right? Like, you, 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 you kind of, you, you hedge your way in. You, you sort of give them some latitude. Maybe even show up at your old curfew a few times, right? Like, let's ease into this pool. But um, I, I think in this case, you, you look at them uh, that as an example of, no, they need to entrench now so that you can't pull back. And it's exactly the same as we're talking now is once... If they can just get in, get in fast, you can't undo it. So now you can set that as the new bar moving forward, but you can't undo um, what's already in place. So, yeah, I, I think from that context, it'll be too late by the time we know there's a problem. And I, I hate those sort of things. It's, you know, well, in my I, opinion. I, sorry, go ahead. I, I don't want to sound all doom and gloom. At the same time, I do agree with you. This is moving towards that amazing Star Trek future that we all sort of fantasize about. But, you know, you got to remember, in that Star Trek future, people had gotten over their need to compete for resources. They'd gotten over their need to compete for jobs, compete for money, compete for economic or sexual advantage. Right. Um, there was a lot... There was a lot less motivation to use information against an individual in that fantastic environment than there is in our all-too-real environment. And that's my, that's my worry about these applications. But at the same time... I'm a web service. I'm a web service provider, and I'm a web developer. And my eyes light up with those little dollar signs that you've seen my eyes light up with. Going, oh, I can get it on this. Kind of cool. Well, there there is that side to it. You know, you you hit the nail on the head. As a marketer, I'm like, oh, that's great data. <laughs> like, if I could now start targeting based on this sort of information. That's great. And I mean, we were joking, and I won't get into the context of the joke, <laughs> over on, on our Skype chat. <laughs> but yeah, just for our listeners, you don't want to know. Um, but, I mean, there are huge advantages to, as a marketer, being able to go, okay, when I recognize these conditions appear, um, you know, okay, here's how to deliver an ad. Here's where to deliver an ad. Um, you know, and I mean, we know Google's also buying robotics companies at the same time, like that we were talking about a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, this is definitely an area that's going fast forward. Um, so, it, it's going it to be really, really interesting. And as marketers, I think, yeah, it, it's got some, some huge, huge um, advantages. We could now know, hey, how often does Jim go, you know, bring somebody home with him, right? I mean, we can now Every target based on people that, <laughs> we know those are when Jim. <laughs> Every time I'm Wolf is played, an old geek gets laid. I heard that in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, my dad's listening. Oh, fantastic. Um, <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I, I I think it's I think it's an interesting it's an interesting thing, but you know, and and hopefully it's not uh, you know a quasi world that uh, Aldous Huxley would have written about, but it's a brave new world we're heading into. Um, <laughs> okay, we got about five minutes, Dave. Um, something you something you sent just before the show, and I di I didn't get it. Um, the message you put was. Uh, a big wasteland or something. What'd you? Crazy <laughs> oh, the crazy wasteland. Um, 
Yeah, I did not predict it. It's right. It's uh, for our listeners. I had just linked through to uh, the Moz Google algorithm change history page. Um, you know, for, for our, you know, listeners, great page. I'm sure you've all been there, Jim. I'm sure you've been there. Um, but what I found really interesting is that the uh, top, it goes, you know, in, in descending years um, to major updates. They don't cover all, you know, 50 and nobody knows about them. Just announced ones or, or ones that are highly rumored to have, have taken place. There's nothing for 2014. Uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, 17 nothing. major updates in 2013. The last one yep. being December 19th, called the Author Shakeup. But thus far, nothing in uh, 2014. Although, in, to be fair, Google's first ma- major update was uh, a Panda iteration on dis- on oh my mistake <laughs> uh, on Jan- January 30th um, was the pack update 30 pack. Right, I read that all wrong. January 5th. Wow, Google slackers. <laughs> by this time, by this time, uh, last year it had two major updates. What's the matter with these people? Well, I mean, and, and the thing is, you know, this might be to what uh, I know. We chatted about this, I think, in our last show of uh, of twenty thirteen. Um, you know, I'd predicted it. I think you were were in total. Like, I think we were basically agreeing on the same thing. I'm expecting this to actually be a pretty um, mellow year. A little bit, of um, you know, lots of. I, I, I'm expecting more tweaks of what exists rather than massive overhauls of things because they, they, they've got a pretty good system in place, but they definitely need to work on that knowledge graph. Uh, you know, they, they definitely need to start tweaking the way Penguin worked and stuff and, and you know, move Hummingbird forward. Um, you know, and Christine will be happy, you know, mention her twice in this show. Uh, happy to hear me say, admit, yes, it needs to push forward, but hey, it's new and it's really hard to build a search engine. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a pretty million, but I easily expected a Penguin update by now. <laughs> Just, well, you know, it's funny. I was writing a, a, a report to client um, uh, earlier this week, and I talked about the uh, two fairly significant, the Penguin and the Panda update towards the end of August, and then the introduction of Hummingbird um, early mid-September. And I never phrased it this way. I just sort of phrased it as, a, as I was writing the report. A lot of the Panda and um, Penguin updates, the, especially the later ones, they seem like house cleaning in preparation for the introduction of Hummingbird. I think you're right. And it made a lot of sense, right? You need to make sure that the, the stuff that is appearing is the good stuff so you've got your benchmark to base an, a brand new algorithm on. Right. Um you know, if it, if it sucks before and it sucks after, you can't really tell what parts, <laughs> you know, where you're at and what parts of the algorithm you should carry over and which parts you should abandon or, or tweak. So, well, uh, no, know, I think that's I think that's a great a great way to uh, great way to put that, Jim. That's some some good insight. Going into our last thirty seconds, are you uh, are you a little happier with Google Google results uh, now than you were, say, six eight months ago? Um, as a searcher, yeah. Uh, more as an SEO, as an SEO, I'm ecstatic yes. um, by what it's making us do and, and do things right. Um, these the last year has been amazing to our clients. I'm uh, for me, it's just all been vindication of the stuff I've been saying for a long time. So I'm, I'm pleased. And on that, uh, we're at the top of the hour. Wow, it nice. happened again. <laughs> Easter every week. Uh, either that, or we just hang. Okay. 
We did it. Uh, that was another week on Webcology, friends. It is the 16th of January, 2014. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, that's Dave at BeanstalkSEO.com. This is Jim Hedger at Digital Always Media, Jim at DigitalAlwaysMedia.com. You've listened to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're here every week. You can listen to us live, 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. You can listen to, you can download podcasts from iTunes or other fine podcasting services, or you can go to the WebmasterRadio.fm website, download from our archives. Stick around. We've got some great programming coming up after the news. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.